you practice your free speech, which I don't embrace. We choose truth over facts. I think you're 100% full of shit, is what I think. You are fake news. Removing information that is problematic. on the way so I've been building baby furniture and going to ultrasound appointments and finishing the bedroom and all the things one must do to welcome a new life into this world so I've been away for a minute um, but uh, we're back today and I kind of wanted to talk um, a little bit about uh, the concept of leadership and um, the problems that I think our current leadership is having. I'm going to specifically say California um, and this guy, Anthony Fauci, um, bugs me quite a bit. Uh, we're going to get into him and Gavin Newsom. Um, I think most people think they're doing a fine, uh, splendid job, and I guess I want to push back on that a little bit. Um, not that they're necessarily, especially Fauci, not that they're necessarily wrong. I'm not going to like sit here and carry the water for the idea, the conspiracy theories behind everything, even though um, I do enjoy them. They are fun um, and they're, I'm not going to say they're wrong, but um, realistically, I think what's happening is they're probably on a different page than the rest of us, um, which is kind of the first sign that our leadership standards um, in this country don't really work like they should. Um, I'm going to start. I got a few clips here um, of Fauci, and I got a few clips of Gavin. Um, I think Fauci, they're all over the place. Gavin uh, Newsom just gave us an update about how we're going to go forward um, with the pandemic situation in California. This was a few days ago. Um, and re-listening to it, I heard some scary shit in there. Um, it's pretty bad, to be honest with you. Uh, it's pretty scary. Some of the things he was talking about. Um, it sounds kind of crazy. I don't know if you play the game Tropico, uh, but in that game you play a dictator of this little island, and it's kind of like Sim City, but you build a little tropical island, and you could either you know rule by trust and love or you can rule through fear and putting your fist down um and in my opinion some of the things gavin said in that last speech were a little bit the latter um in a way that was eye-opening to me um typically he's hard to understand because he talks so much when he talks it's like non-stop words and it, they don't always make sense and sometimes when you actually are trying to listen it's like it's hard to understand or follow what he's saying so i had to listen to it quite a few times um, I know we're going to get to him, but we're going to start with Fauci. Um, he obviously, I'm going to preface this. 
Um, he's obviously a very smart guy. Um, clearly, he knows what he's talking about. He's an expert in this field, obviously. Um, I just think that he comes across very hypocritical um, in a lot of situations because basically he refuses uh, to acknowledge his mistakes and he also refuses to... Um, he's a hypocrite in some respects, right? So especially this last um, interview he had, I think he addressed Congress, uh, some testimony, and it was Jim Jordan who was interviewing him. Um, say what you say, however you feel about Jim Jordan. Um, I don't really have an opinion on him. I don't know too much about him. Um, he was pretty uh, on point in this particular set of questions in this clip. Um, I don't know how he is normally. I don't really know his politics. I'm not going to sit here and tout him either. But um, in this situation, he got Fauci to say something that caught my attention when he said, I'm not going to sit here and opine about this and that and the other thing. Well, that's what that's the only thing that he does is opine, right? That's his, literally his job is to opine about the pandemic and tell us what we need to be focusing on and what is important and, you know, what's real. Basically, we're trusting this one guy to tell us everything um, to the detriment of other doctors and scientists um, who there's been some controversy as of late. I guess a group of doctors tried to come out and say that um, hydroxychloroquine is not um, is actually a lot more effective than they're telling you. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not, um, but the reaction to them was insane. Um, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Squarespace, the host of their website, took their website down. They were removed from Twitter. They, like, banned Trump Jr. for retweeting it. It's kind of insane, the reaction to that. I mean, it's not a drug you can just go get anyway. You have to go see your doctor. And, I mean, we're, not, we're supposed to trust our doctors, right? So... If they're a bunch of quacks, completely full of shit, and you go to your doctor and you're like, I want hydroxychloroquine, then they probably should, if it's true, if what Fauci's saying is, is accurate, which there's, I mean, maybe it, it probably is, who knows, then your doctor should be up on that and say, no, no, that's not a good idea, and I'll tell you why, right? It's not really the job of the internet world to hide information from people, whether or not it's correct. Um... It's kind of weird. Anyway, the reaction was insane. Um, but back to Fauci. His word we're going to focus on throughout this entire thing is his opining. I'm not here to opine, right? Opine. What does that mean? Well, opine is basically to state your opinion. Um, and for him to sit there and say, oh, I'm not going to opine on this. Well, that's crap. All he's done up to this point during this entire pandemic is opine over everything. Right? This guy, he, okay, I don't know if you remember this, but back um, maybe a month ago, he made some, he was talking about, he made a statement that there there won't be football this year. There, I don't know if he said shouldn't or there probably won't be. It was one of those. It does change it, but we're going to go, I think he said there were probably won't be football this year. And for me, with this guy, with Fauci, for him to say that, it's not simply him. Like he hides behind this persona of, oh, I'm just this like doctor guy. I'm just like a scientist, right? I don't have any authority. Well, that's crap. In a pandemic, he does have authority and he knows it. He's been a part of every single outbreak 
virus, you know, thing dating back to AIDS, maybe even before that. Um, he's been here before. This isn't like he was just thrust into the limelight for the first time. He's done this a bunch of times before. And he knows that people listen to him and probably should listen to him, right? He's an expert and his, you know, guidance of what he has to say is important. So for him to sit here and hide behind this facade of like, oh, I'm just this, I'm just saying my opinion, like, don't, you know, it's just my opinion. Well, okay. Yeah. But you're not in a position where your opinion doesn't matter anymore. You know, like, and to act like he doesn't understand that is, is bullshit. Frankly, it's bullshit. Um, you can tell by watching people a lot, like to read people, uh, during this whole questioning, the smirk that he has on his face is so telling about, of his personality to me. Right. I don't think he's necessarily lying, but I think his smirk, what it's representing is he's truly believes what he's being asked is ridiculous, right? He's not, he's not listening and responding in a respectful way. He's disregarding the questions he's getting in his mind and trying to subvert them and avoid them because in my opinion, he knows he's caught in this one exchange. I'm about to, we're about to listen to it, but in this exchange, he knows he's caught. But he's just going to smirk and he's just going to say, oh, I don't opine. I'm not going to sit here and opine on this. And really what he's doing is avoiding talking, giving his opinion, right? He's avoiding political hot water by coming down on one side or the other is what he's doing. But he's not going to say that, right? It would be much more respectable for him to just say, hey, look, you're asking me a politically loaded question. I'm just going to avoid that because I don't feel comfortable answering it, right? But instead of doing that, he fights back, which I, I understand. I understand fighting back, right? I totally get it. It's just that in his position, the way he came across with that smirk on his face and what he's saying, it's clearly bullshit. And whether he wants to be or not, he is a kind of an appointed leader during this time. People look to him to, to tell us how to, you know, what we can expect because the rest of us aren't experts in virology or whatever he does, right? So there's a reason we listen to him. And for him to just act like, Oh, I just, I, you know, I'm not just, I'm not just going to give my opinion on this because that's just an opinion. Well, yeah, okay, sure thing. But like the eyes are on you. We're all listening to you, right? And there's clearly not a full level of honesty, which is, I think, the thing that bothers me the most when I watch this. He's clearly not being fully forthright about why he's dodging the question. I don't necessarily think he's like lying or like trying to hide something, but I definitely think he's dodging the question on purpose and instead of just saying why, or instead of just being honest, like, Hey man, look, like, this is just how I feel. And that's just it. I don't want to like get into a political battle with you right now. He sort of gets this smirk on his face and engages as if like, Oh, this guy's going to challenge me. Right. And like a big problem, I think that our leaders have today is narcissism all the way up to the president. I think it's a big, big problem. And the look on this guy's face and the way that he talks and the way that he responds to these questions, he's one of these people, right? I mean, he's been highly, highly touted and for good reason. He's done amazing work. Um, and it's possibly has gone to his head like any other celebrity. Um, and it comes across that way during this, during his whole thing. Um, so the first clip we're going to play is that Jim Jordan talking to him. We're just going to play one uh, clip from that. And then we'll move on. So let me see if I can find it here. Here we go. No limit to protest, but boy, you can't go to church on Sunday. 
What was the, uh, I don't know how many times I can answer that. I'm not going to opine on limiting anything. I'm just going to tell you. You've opined a on a lot of things, Dr. Fauci. Yeah, but I've never this said This is something that directly any. impacts the spread of the virus, yeah. and I'm asking your, your, your position on the protest. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm not going to opine on limiting anything. I'm telling you what it is, the danger. I'm not going to opine on anything. I'm just going to tell you what it is, the danger. Right? Come on, man. There are so many examples of this guy opining about everything that has to do in our society. And to sit here and act like he hasn't made suggestions that he knows full well are going to become, you know, uh, policy in many states, possibly federal policy, right? Masks, sports. You know, he's the one that's, you know, when he said there will be no football, oh, it's impossible to do football this year. We just can't do it. They're going to have to be in a bubble. They're going to have to be insular. There's just no possible way we can play football this year. It's like, um, for him to say that and then act like he's not trying to, you know, say there should be no football this year is bullshit. Like, that's disingenuous, right? When he's on public, he's in the public eye and he says stuff like that, he, what he's saying is, I don't think there should be football this year because I don't think it's safe, right? But he's not framing it as if he's trying to make some sort of dictation, even though he is, I think. Um, and with this clip, it's a, it is a simple question. I mean, Jim Jordan asked him a simple question. Should we limit protesting? Like, should the government crack down on this? I know that's a touchy subject, right? I'm not going to say there's a simple answer to that. It is a violation of free speech. People have the right to protest. They should be out there doing it, right? I think he's... I think he, what he's referencing is the violence that's happening. And I think it's also, you know, somewhat disingenuous for the government to come down on the stance that you can't open your business or you can't go to certain stores or you can't hang out on the beach or you can't have a party, but you can go to a protest is, is bullshit. Frankly, it's bullshit. Um, that's horseshit, right? And that's what Jim Jordan's trying to get him to say. Whether or not that's fair is up for debate. But I think what he's trying to do is at least have this guy look at his hypocrisy and say, hey, look, man, you've opined about all these other things that turned into policy. Right. Later on, he talks about these those gym owners that got arrested for opening their gym and having people come in and work out. Right. They got arrested for that. And a lot of that is based on Fauci saying you shouldn't be indoors. We need to lock down. We need to not have businesses right in the beginning. Right. We need to be super safe here. So for him to act like his words and his opining um is it's not fair to ask him to opine about certain things um it's, it's crap it's utter crap um like again i keep mentioning this but i keep forgetting the follow-up so again he said there probably won't be football this year well i don't know if you caught it this guy w not only went to a baseball game which by the way none of the rest of us are allowed to do just throwing that out there um he threw out the first pitch which if you like sports, yikes. I know he's a 79-year-old man, but that was pretty sure my grandpa could have hit one down, down the pipe. But anyway, um, not only did he look look bad throwing the fucking ball, he looked so bad because he's just telling people they can't do shit like this all fucking year. And there he fucking is throwing out the first pitch, hanging out with the baseball players who wasn't that team, but what, a few days later, another team had an outbreak of the virus, and it's like he's just down there fucking hanging out with them with his mask off? I mean, come on, man. You know, there's pictures of him in the stands with his mask just hanging off his face. Like, this is the guy telling you to wear masks everywhere you go. This is this guy is the reason for all of that. 
and he's just going to sit in the stands and act like it doesn't apply to him. You know, it's like whether or not that's going through his mind is irrelevant. I'm sure it was probably nice for him to take a load off and go to a baseball game like the rest of us would like to enjoy, you know. But it makes it such bullshit when he goes on TV and says stuff like, oh, well, it's, you know, we're all in this together and we just have to do this. We just have to do that and listen to what I have to say and then we'll all be fine. You know, it's gone to his fucking head. He's a complete narcissist and he's a complete hypocrite because he turns around and and does shit he doesn't want anybody else doing or tells everybody they else shouldn't they shouldn't be doing it. It's it's bullshit. It's utter bullshit, right? Um anyway, that's his whole thing about opining. Oh, I'm not gonna opine. Okay, sure, you're just okay, yeah. That's what I don't like. I don't like that he's disingenuously hiding behind this little this little facade of like, oh, I'm just this innocent little scientist man, and you you pulled me out and, and put me in front of everybody and made me make decisions. Like, bullshit. That's not true. Not only does he want the attention, he thrives off of it, and he loves the whole world listens to him. He loves it. Otherwise, why would he keep talking, right? He loves it, right? If he was a guy who was really afraid to be in front of the public or not want to mandate stuff, he wouldn't be every other day on CNN, on fucking whatever the fuck he's on, Going off about what we need to be doing, right? Telling everybody what they need to be doing and listening to him. He says it all the time. Oh, if they were just listening to what I have to say, everything would be fine, right? His new thing. I don't know if you caught this one. His new thing is um, wearing goggles now because you have – I don't know, remember what it was. I'm not going to try to pronounce it. I forget what it's called, but he'll tell it in this clip. He's got – you're supposed to wear goggles to protect your eyes because if you really want to be fully safe, you should protect your eyes, right? Now – to be fair to him, in this clip, um, he did say that later on, he mentioned that um, in a separate interview that during this one, they asked him about that. I think it was Anderson Cooper asked him, oh, should I go out and get goggles? I'm scared. Bullshit, whatever. But anyway, he comes back and he says something along the lines of like, you know, I was talking to a group of teachers. They asked me, can I get it through my eyes? So that's what he said. So, you know, it's like, to be fair to him, he wasn't necessarily making some sort of proclamation or coming up with a new thing that he was directly asking a question of, you know, can I get it through my eyes? And he said, yes. And in order to prevent that, you do this. Like, so that's so fair is fair. Right. Um, but the weird thing is after that, they kept talking to him and they asked him what they asked him. Um, according to USA today, when asked if eye protection will become a formal recommendation at some point, he said, quote, it might, if you really want a per perfect protection from the mucosal surfaces, Right. It might. Meaning he's not necessarily saying saying it's going to, but he's like he did. You know, that's not say, that is it. He said it's on the table, basically, is what he said. He's like, yeah, not right now, but it's on the table is what he said. So this one's not as damning. This one's just kind of goofy, um, but it's hilarious because, well, let's play the clip and then we'll hope go into the hopeful ramifications of what might happen. I mean, if you really want perfect protection of your mucosal surfaces, just for your 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 audience, Jan, as you very well know, you have mucosa in the nose, mucosa in the mouth, but you also have mucosa in the eye. And that's one of the things that, you know, theoretically, you should protect all the mucosal surfaces. So if you have goggles or an eye face or an eye shield, you should use it. Oh, I cannot wait until we start seeing people wearing goggles in the store that's going to be a good day um, i don't think that'll ever get to the point of being mandated if it does god help us all um but that's gonna be i can already see it can you not see it my favorite oh, better people are going to be in their car their little mask on their little gloves on and their goggles now 
they're going to be all kind of goggles too. They're not going to be like standard issue goggles. They're going to be, some are going to be those bubble goggles from chemistry class. Some are going to be swimming goggles. Some are probably going to be like a full-blown snorkel mask with a fucking snorkel sticking out the top. People will probably wear that and a mask and gloves, right? Fauci said I have to be safe. It's so dangerous out here. It's like the thing, like that's just sounds wacky. I know he's not actually suggesting people do that. And he was just answering the question. I, I get that. But it just sounds like it's just so insane. It's like he it's, he acts like you can just walk, like you'd just be walking down the street by yourself and just a cloud of COVID comes out of nowhere and just starts crawling into your face and eating you. It's insane, right? It's un. It's just not, you don't need to be that afraid of stuff, right? This disease is, yes, dangerous, is very, it seems pretty dangerous for certain people. Um, but we don't know a lot about it. It's a scary thing. So I don't want to seem like I'm diminishing anything like that. I don't want to, I got accused of diminishing death last time I talked about this, which is not what's happening. I haven't talked about anybody. Um, it's not diminishing anything. Simply the fact that we have people die every single year of disease and no one talks about it. Now all of a sudden it's such a focus that we can't go to work and people are starving and losing their jobs and their futures and all kinds of other crap. Um, and it just doesn't seem to match, right? Like, the penalty doesn't seem to match the crime, you know? And this Fauci with the goggles, I just really, really hope people wear goggles. I think that's hilarious, and I hope people wear goggles now. I can't wait to see a snorkel mask on somebody in the, in the grocery store. Um, <laughs> it's it's going to be good. Um, and, again, this is a... I mean, I know this is a goofy one, but that is absolutely an example of him opining, right? She just asked him, should I protect my eyes? And he said, yes, you should protect your eyes. You should wear goggles if you have them. That's what he said, right? Whereas Jim Jordan says, hey, you know, should we limit protesting right now? He says, oh, I don't opine. I don't opine, right? It's disingenuous. It's disingenuous and it's, it's bullshit. He does opine. He opines all the damn time. It's his job right now to opine. You know, that's what he does. Right? And I got another one here. This is him. Um, our, uh, our, the great Fauci here talking about why the South is the problem. And all the people in the South are the reason that America has a high case rate. Right? So let me find that one. You know, it's impossible to predict, uh, Sanjay, because, you know, when we were looking at the increase and then going down, if, if it had gone all the way down to baseline, the way some of the European countries and the Asian countries have done, then you could say, you know, if we hold tight, we may be in the seventh or eighth inning if you want to stick with the baseball analogy. But that didn't happen. We came down to about 20,000 cases per day, 20,000 for weeks and weeks and weeks. Mm -hmm. And then we had the unfortunate surge in the southern uh, states where it went up to 40, 50, 60, 70,000 per day, and now it's down between 50 and 60,000. So when you're at that level, the thing we need to do is we need to put out all the stops to get it down to baseline and to keep it there by doing the things that we've been talking about and that I've been talking about consistently. See, that's the best part. If only we had done the things I've been talking about consistently we'd be on par with the European countries and the Asian nations. If only you would listen to me, Dr. Fauci. That's what I'm talking about. That's the narcissism that I'm talking about right there. He's standing, he's sitting there, pointing the finger 
at people in the South for committing the crime of living their lives and going about their day-to-day, right? Are they wearing a mask? I don't know. I haven't been. I don't know, right? I know Florida had some mm, fucky situation with those test numbers. Um, they super skyrocketed, and then it turns out some of them were under, I mean, vastly overreported. Anyway, that's, I guess, part of it, but... It does seem like the southern, you know, a couple of states, namely Florida, I think is the only one that has skyrocketing cases. Texas had some go up. It blipped. It's it's up, but it's not crazy. Um, anyway, for him to sit there and point at the south to be like, oh, it's these people. That's the reason why we're failing as a country during the global pandemic. Is horseshit. That's not what a leader does. And he knows what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing, right? He's on C- That's on CNN, by the way. So they have a long, varied history of talking about how awful people in the South are um, pushing their agenda. But it's to sit for him, like uh, whether he likes it or not, he is a leader during this pandemic. I don't know. I, In my opinion, he loves it. He can't get enough of it. And he's using it as a platform to say all the things he wishes he could say. I think he's kind of a weird germaphobe and he wants everybody to act in his idea of what society should look like um and for him to sit there and point the finger at people that's divisive right that isn't leadership that's not he could have said every single thing exactly the same but he could have just said look unfortunately i don't think everybody you know was on board when we made those things i know it's hard for people right but this is why it's really important that we follow the guidelines that the white house put out right He could have said that, and it would have meant exactly the same thing. But he had to say stuff like, oh, the southern states weren't listening. And, oh, they weren't listening. to. If only you would listen to me, right? If only you would listen to Fauci's recommendations, then everybody, everything would be much better. It would be on par with the European nations and the Asian nations, right? Who found it? What what do you call it? They went to base rate or something like that. What is base? What does that even mean? It's just vague terminology what does that even mean they go to base rate what is that five cases zero cases fifteen thousand cases what the fuck are you talking about what is base rate right i think people fail to mention all the time and i'm just going to say this real quick this isn't the point of this episode but really fast when people compare the united states to europe that is among the most disingenuous comparisons like ever you can't compare the united states the popular a pandemic in the population of the united states to the pandemic population of france it's not really an apples to apples comparison sure you can look at it you know there's per capita numbers matter but the idea of a place that has a population of 350 million to be similar to a place i'm not sure well let's look it up actually Mm-mm-mm. population of france i'm just gonna i'm pulling this out of the top of my ass right here top of my ass uh, okay 65 million people approximately okay that is nowhere near the vicinity of the United States. So to have everybody on the same page in the United States is so different than having everybody on the same page in a place like France or Italy or Spain or England or Germany or insert any country here, right? It's insanity to sit here and act like, oh, we need to be like South Korea. South Korea is the size of like Illinois. You think the United States federal government, if they had to deal with with amount of people and the size of Illinois, they couldn't handle this a little bit better. It's, it's insane. It's so anyway, I'm getting off topic, but um, yeah, Fauci's an asshole. That's the main point, right? The guy is so he's up there. Oh, if only we listen to me, 
If only you would listen to me, right? Then the stupid southern states would be on board and everything would be fine. And we would all be okay and we would be just like France, which is everybody's dream in this country, right? It's just disingenuous nonsense. Um, and piss poor leadership. It's piss poor leadership, right? It's obviously hypocritical, right? Um, and it's one of the fastest ways to lose to lose people. It is, right? If you're a leader and people start to get onto you that they don't think you're telling them the full truth, even if it's not insane lies, right? I'll use this another great example of Fauci, right? He comes out recently and he says, oh, well, we told people not to wear masks because we wanted to make sure uh, the, you know, frontline uh, medical experts had them because they needed them more because we wanted them to be safe because they're fighting it on the front lines, right? We didn't want the people to use them all. Okay. He literally said something very much along those lines. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. He doesn't sound like me. He sounds much more intelligent than I do. Uh, but fact of the matter is he basically admitted that they lied, right? In the beginning of all this, what did they say? Do you remember the message in the beginning? Don't wear a mask. You don't need one. They don't do anything. Don't fucking bother wearing one. There's no point. Just socially distance, right? And now all of a sudden it's a mandate in many, many places. And then Fauci comes out and says, oh, that's just because we didn't want the people to have them. We wanted the frontline workers to have them, which is, whoo, you want to talk about piss poor leadership on multiple levels there, right? You just came out and admitted that you lied. So now everyone distrusts you on some level, right? Do I still respect him as a virology expert? Yeah, of course I do. I don't think he's like lying about a disease being a thing, right? Um, but it does make him come across as a bullshitter now, which is hard for me to lose. It's hard. For, it's hard to have respect for that. You know, when he comes out and admits he lied about that. So you already, you know, he's lying. And then secondly, you listen to what he said and he goes, oh, I didn't want the American people to have the protection. I wanted the frontline workers to have the protection, which is okay. You know, that's a fair, um, perspective, I suppose. You know, that's, that's not a, um, horrible thing to think. But he did just say he would rather the people of America get sick and die from this disease when we didn't know anything about it than put frontline workers at risk. Now, if you're looking at that from a perspective of uh, saving your resources and managing your resources correctly, I see what he's saying. But man, if you don't think that sounds a little bit cold, come on. It's a little bit cold to say that, right? And also on that, how is the United States running short on masks? Paper fucking masks. How is that even possible? That the U.S. is running short on that shit. I don't even... That's another episode, I guess. But that's some bullshit. Um, should have been a problem in the first place. And then you got a guy coming out who's telling everybody, don't be afraid. Don't You don't need a mask. It's fine. Leave the mask for the fucking workers. Coming out and saying, oh, that? No, we just didn't want you to use them because we wanted us to have them, basically. Yeesh. You know, talk about a bad leader. That's why people don't like him. And that's... For everybody who's mad at people who don't like him, which is the main issue we have these days... You get mad at somebody for liking someone you don't like instead of realizing both of you probably have mostly the same opinions. That's another episode as well. But you get, you know, when you get frustrated at someone for not liking Fauci instead of just disagreeing on principle, right? It's like you immediately disregard their opinion, you know? It's difficult. It's difficult for a lot of people to just be told what to do and just do it and shut up and do it. And it's, it, and they have, some of them have questions and some of those questions aren't crazy. And when you have a guy like Fauci up there 
saying bullshit like this and hiding behind his little persona and his little smirk, they're not wrong, you know? They're not wrong to, to question this guy, to question this guy's, you know, maybe not his knowledge, you know, not what he is saying is going to help the problem, but his integrity for sure. Um, and that's, that's not, that's not good. I mean, if we are in a time of crisis, right? If we're all going to agree that the U S is in a time of crisis, which we are, I think we can all agree on that, whether or not it's self-imposed, whether or not the virus is as dangerous as they say, whether or not, um, the economy is failing on purpose or intent or whatever people think, right? It's safe to say we're in the midst of a, of a wildly uh, unique American emergency. Um, crazy times to live through. This is crazy times, right? And during crazy times, we look to our leaders because that's their job. That's why we – that's their job. Now, it's a little bit different with Fauci because he was – he well, essentially was appointed um, – but like I said, he was the guy for AIDS, MERS, um, Ebola. I mean, that never really made it to America, but uh, SARS-1, right? This is basically SARS-2. He was he was around in SARS-1, um, and he led the way for all of those. So I think it did make sense to turn to him during this time as well. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember the last ones. The most recent one he was a part of that I can remember was... Uh, swine flu, but I don't remember him saying a whole lot. Um, anyway, the difference between those two is staggering. If you want to look into something interesting, look that up. Find Go find articles from H1N1 from that time and just look at the difference in how the media is talking about it. It is wild. It is absolutely crazy how upside down it is. Um, we're talking about leaders. The other leader we're going to talk about today is our glorious, glorious leader, Gavin Newsom, here out here in California. My favorite thing about him is he's constantly, constantly diverting blame to the federal government as if he's not just making insane decisions. Um, you know, the best one is, the big thing right now is unemployment insurance is up, I believe, as of today. So people who are getting that, they're not getting that from the Fed anymore. They're only getting it from the state now, um, which notice how there's been absolutely no talk whatsoever on his point of raising the unemployment for people in California instead of relying on the federal government to supplement it. Like Gavin could easily, you know, instead of spending a billion dollars on masks in China, instead of spending... $1.2 million on, uh, we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but on project, uh, what do you call it? Room key, right? Where he's providing a bunch of homeless people with, with, uh, hotel rooms and booze and weed, um, to keep them off the street. Is that nice? Sure. It's nice, right? Sure. It is. Why did it never come up before the pandemic is my first question. If you cared about that, seems like something you would have handled a long fucking time ago. Um, secondly, it's a weird, uh, it's a weird thing, you know, to prioritize those people over the people whose lives are falling apart and are looking to the state to help them. Um, anyway, we can go on and on about that. Um, but the first thing there's a, it's a, this is all these clips of Gavin are going to be from the last time he addressed California, um, about the pandemic. 
which I think, no, it wasn't last time, time before last. He did one recent one, I believe, on the 28th, 27th, I forget what day it was. He did a more recent one, but it was very, it was a lot more specific about the, uh, he got a grant from the CDC, and he's going to give it to the mid, you know, the middle of the state, and it was, it was very, a lot more specific than this one, but um, this is the one that caught my attention, because there's some scary shit in here, uh, whether you like the guy or not, it sounds a little bit weird, um, some of these things. So the first one we're going to talk about touches on the unemployment insurance um, that I talked about. And I don't necessarily think giving people an insurance during this time is necessarily uh, the worst idea. I, don't, I, I think that's if the idea is keep everybody home and make sure no one goes under, I think that's sending the money. It, it goes hand in hand with that. So this isn't a this isn't a, you know, some sort of thing saying, well, people shouldn't be getting money from the state and blah, 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 even though I'm, you know, I am libertarian, but I feel like this is the one time really that's making me question it. Honestly, it's like. What else are we going to fucking do? If it is true, if it, if, that's a big hinging point. If it is true that the disease, you know, is super dangerous and we can't risk anybody getting it. Um, and the other caveat is the government comes and won't allow your business to operate. Well, in that case, I feel like they kind of owe it to you to make your ends meet, right? Um, there's a lot of things that they can do to help people in the situation, uh, but Gavin continuously just says, oh, you know, the Fed needs to do it. 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 And I don't like that, honestly. I think that's that's bit shit. I really think that's uh, relying on the states who are more open than us to, well, it's not such a direct thing as that, I guess. But since each state is able to make its own lockdown rules, you know, it's going to be, it's difficult for basically the idea being that the other states bankroll the lockdown states just because, um, it's kind of bullshit and, um, I'm on board. I'm okay with the fed giving people money to stay home. I really am. Um, because they're the ones that shut everything down. So I feel like it's only fair if they didn't shut everything down. I might feel a lot different about that, but it is what it is, right? There's, there's, uh, real life and then there's political philosophy and philosophy is always different than real life so uh, real life this is what we're dealing with so like i said again this isn't a diss on getting the unemployment insurance at all i think a lot of people need it and i think a lot of people are in that situation um but i just think that the state of california and particularly its governor could be helping with that a lot more than they seem to be so um Let's see. Let me find it right here. Unemployment insurance uh, has expiration dates, which has put uh, more acuity of focus on this time uh, of the year, meaning uh, end of July, where a lot of these things are expiring into August, September, uh, where other uh, extended supports are also expiring and the need to re-engage in a more vigorous conversation, at least here in the state with our California legislature, the federal government, clearly with Congress uh, and the White House. Don't worry, everybody. Don't worry. We understand that those benefits are running out. We hear you. We, we understand you're going to be in very serious financial hardship because I won't let you go to work. But I'm going to, I'm going to lobby to the federal government on your behalf with a more vigorous conversation with the White House. That's literally what the guy just said. You got to be fucking kidding me. That's what he thinks people are trying to hear. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to have a vigorous conversation. I'm going to re-engage in a more vigorous fashion with the federal government. 
That's your answer, huh? That's how you're going to help us? That's how you're going to make sure we don't fucking go under? That's how you're going to make sure you're going to avoid poverty for millions of people? You're going to lobby the Fed? Really? Like that to me, that should piss you off, man. He's not like, oh, we're going to go ahead in the short term and cover that unemployment just to make sure that you don't go under and then hopefully, you know, the Fed will come out with something else. Not even that. Not even that. Not we're going to issue you a stimulus check from the California coffers. Nope. Nothing like that. We're just going to, we're going to talk to them. We're going to talk to them. Don't worry. We're going to talk to them on your behalf. We hear you. We get it. We understand. So we're just going to go ahead and talk to some people on your behalf. Really? That ain't leadership, man. That's not fucking leadership either. It's not making anybody feel better to hear that. And if it does, you're out of your mind. You're out of your fucking mind. That's basically like, that's essentially him. Like if you went, like if you, if like, if you like went to a restaurant, right? And someone spit in your food and you were like, what the fuck is this to the waiter? And he was like, don't worry. I totally understand what you're saying. I'm going to speak with my manager. I'll be right back. You'd be like, what? No, take this away. Deal with the situation. Deal with it. He'd be like, well, I went to, we have to have a, I'm going to have a vigorous meeting with the ownership on your behalf. You'd be like, fuck this place. This place is fucking me over. Yeah. You're getting fucked over by California. We absolutely are. This guy bought, spent a billion dollars on masks, paper masks from China, right? This guy, Gavin Newsom. Spent a billion dollars. His state is broke. People are out of work. People are desperate. People are freaking out. We're in the middle of an economic ruin that, oh, by the way, um, he imposed on us on purpose, right? Takes a billion dollars of our money. Buys masks from China with it. <laughs> Insane, right? That billion dollars, who knows? He could have opened a small factory that makes masks. Paid California. Okay, paid California to go work there. That could have been a state-sponsored job. Benefits, the whole nine. But no. No, 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 no. We can't do that. Right? Can't actually help anybody. We can't actually help anybody. That's the problem in California. We don't actually help anybody. It's insanity to me that people think this guy has is looking out for their best interest. Did you? I mean, he's going to. Oh, don't worry. No, no, no. He's got you. He's going to. He's going to talk to the White House for you. He's going to talk to the White House. Don't worry. He's so omnipotent. Whatever Gavin says, oh, Fed is going to bow down and give it to him. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I mean, I hope somebody gets. I mean, you know, the overarching thing is I hope something happens. I don't want this is. Bad news. I, this is horrible for people. This is not good, right? Government took your job away from you, and now they're not going to pay you anymore. You're getting screwed over badly, right? You should be mad at the right people is all I'm saying. You should be mad at the government, your state government most of all. Um, they did nothing in the beginning either. They, they're they like, oh, you can get on you can get on unemployment, um, you know, a couple hundred bucks a week. We'll help you out there. Don't worry. Yeah, have you seen the rent in this state, you lunatic? No one can no one can get by on a couple hundred dollars a week. That's insane. It's crazy to me. That's where he's been the whole time. It's where he's been the whole time. Um it's crazy, right? Still, this what's he's still a solution could be, oh, let's meet with a bunch of business people and come to some sort of 
middle ground on how we can open in a substantial way, put most people back to work, but it's also a way that we feel safe, right? We're going to provide you with all the PPE that you need so that people don't get sick and they don't feel they don't feel like they're in danger coming to work, right? We're going to cover everybody's healthcare because I know this is a scary time, so we don't want businesses to have to worry about providing healthcare to people who might get really, really, really sick right now all at once. I know people don't think about that, but that costs a shitload of money. And unless you're a huge business, that's a terrifying concept. You're going to have to bankroll that whole thing, right? Did the state the state tells you, oh, you know, they put it all in business all the time. They're going to, his last thing about the budget is going to raise taxes on businesses to pay for everything. Okay. Okay. Let's not just, you know, try to find a way to get back to what we were doing before, where we were the fifth richest economy in the world. You know, California was the fifth, I believe, fifth or sixth most pop most successful economy in the world compared to a bunch of different countries and these are his solutions man it's bullshit straight up bullshit um speaking of bullshit project room key right that's his other thing he's very proud of it he says it i'm very very proud very point of point of pride for me project room key right um this one is so weird I can barely wrap my head around how weird this whole clip is. Um, well, let's play it, and then I will tell you what I think I heard. As bus drivers and uh, folks out there, as truck drivers, folks in that case may have been working at a grocery store. Uh, if they are exposed or sick, we need to ensure that they can isolate and they can quarantine. So today we are announcing some new efforts, additional efforts in this space. We had some temporary efforts. and in terms of providing supports for uh, hotel rooms, subsidies, uh, and the like. We want to expand that. We talked a lot about Project Room Key, point of pride as it relates to the work we've done for homeless. We want to build on the Room Key model, and we want to extend it uh, to those uh, that may uh, need that support to be isolated and quarantined. So we're opening up a portfolio uh, and identifying additional assets within that portfolio to provide expanded opportunities in that space. Okay, first of all, he's going to open a portfolio to search for expanded opportunities within that portfolio to provide for that space. What does that mean? What does that mean at all? What do you, Those words, what does that mean? That's not a solution to anything. You're going to open a portfolio and look through it for what? Assets? What are you talking about? More money? Is that what you're looking for in your portfolio, Gavin? What does that even mean? I'm going to open my portfolio and I'm going to look for assets that I could use to cover that space. That's the most political crap, nothing burger I've ever heard. That's insane. Now back to the point of his, okay, Project Room Key, right? He wants to expand. You heard him say it. He wants to expand Project Room Key. Okay. Project Room Key, we already went over it, is basically the state bought a bunch of hotels or paying a bunch of hotels. I don't know how it goes. I think they're mostly Motel 6s. And they're putting up homeless people on taxpayer dime to stay there so they don't have to be outside during the pandemic, which is the safest place they could possibly be is outside. But that's beyond the point. You know, it's not like UV light has been shown to kill it. It's not like being locked up with a bunch of other people has proven to spread it the most. It's not like being at home is the most common vector. Um, you know, clearly we need to shove as many people into as many rooms as possible. That's how we stop the virus from spreading. Um and I'm pretty sure what I just heard there is he wants truck drivers, bus drivers, 
uh, cash register people to be put into those places as well when they're sick and need to, quote, isolate. Um, what the fuck? I don't think that's going to solve anybody's problem. I don't think there's anybody who's going to work right now at Knob Hill thinking, God, you know, if only I could stay in a hotel tonight, I would feel so much safer, surrounded by the homeless. If only, if only I could do that, I would feel so much better about everything and my problems would all be solved. Now, I mean, maybe I misheard him. It doesn't sound like he's going to force anybody to do it. He's going to make it available by flipping through his portfolio for assets, I guess. Um, that's one of those Gavin like quotes that's just – you have to listen to it a bunch of times. And then you go, what What did he just say? What the fuck is he talking about? And it blows my mind that this guy is in charge of this thing. Like, what did – I mean – let me know what you think he said. Methods Matt on Twitter. Let me know. I might be wrong. I might be off on this. Let me know if you think I'm I'm off base on that. But it's pretty much what I just heard, thought I heard him say. Is he wants to make either hotel rooms available to those people or he wants people to go to hotel rooms with homeless people if they feel sick so that they're isolated. Not go home. Not stay in their bedroom. Not not go to work. Not get, you know, health care taken care of. Not go to the fucking doctor where most people would go if they feel sick. No, 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 no. We're going to go to a hotel room. Go to a hotel room and share it with eight other homeless people. That'll solve your issues. You'll feel super safe and isolated there. It's great. Even if you get your own room. What the fuck? Barely, pe people are barely even working. Why would you not just go fucking home? It's bullshit. I don't... This guy's... <sighs> anyway. Um. Okay. So, the other thing that... Gavin said that kind of made me a little bit nervous. Um, I own a small business myself. Not right now. I don't. It's probably dead by now, to be honest with you. Um, but um, if for some reason it comes back, uh, there's a new handbook, apparently. Gavin's going to be handing out. Yes, like we're all first graders. To employers. Um, we're going to get a handbook, right? And... Uh, He's going to, in there, he's going to have um, education for compliance, I think is the terminology that he uses. And if that doesn't sound like some Nazi shit, I don't know what does. I'm not saying he is one. I'm not necessarily saying keeping people safe from COVID is the same as that at all. Um, but the terminology he uses and the way that he says it is, in my opinion, he basically is telling you he's going to crack down on you super fucking hard unless you comply. But he doesn't want to have to do that. Right? He doesn't want to have to do that. Okay, so just comply. That's what it sounds like he's saying to me. Um, but he says it in a very dictatorial way, and it's pretty fucking creepy. We're also going to be a little more strategic. We talk a lot about enforcement. Again, for me, enforcement's not about being punitive. It's about compliance. Um, and I say that because I mean that. Um, this is not ready, uh, fire, aim. It's ready, aim, fire. We want to support people coming into compliance. And same time, you got to call out bad actors, people that simply dismiss, don't care for whatever reason, or just don't agree. Um, I respect people's differences of opinion, but when it comes to impacting your health, 
and the health of our economy in the medium and long term in terms of our ability to reopen by suppressing the transmission of the virus, we have to be a little bit more targeted. And so we're going to be doing some more strategic enforcement of our labor laws. And we've got a series of very specific strategies uh, that uh, we'll be putting out, uh, waiving some of the timelines. You know, here's the great uh, reality. Here's the mystery to me. may not be for others, but you may not be as familiar with it either. And that is, it could take six plus months to move an enforcement action. Well, six months in the midst of a pandemic, how many people can be exposed to this virus? How many people's lives could be quite literally put at risk? So we've got to constrain that timeline. But again, in the spirit of an open hand, not a closed fist, and that's foundational. And so to all the business leaders out there, trust me, I hear you. Uh, we're not trying to target enforcement to just be punitive, uh, but we are trying to deal with the time manner and place concerns we have. Uh, around extinguishing this virus as quickly as we can and the need uh, to go after folks that make some members uh, in certain industries look bad. So, to sum that up, um, yikes. Enforcement is not about being punitive. It's about compliance. Really. It's not about being punitive, huh? By the way, that's Gavin's word of the day. We did uh, opine with Fauci. Gavin's word is punitive. He says this a bunch during this whole thing. He's not making suggestions here. Right? That whole thing at the end, oh, don't worry, business owners. We're not coming after you. We just have to go after some folks that make some members of your industries look bad. We just have to come down on them. This is an issue of time, not an issue of punitive measure. That is exactly how a dictator talks. To a T. To a T. That is a that is such a threat to anyone who owns a business in California. He is straight up threatening you with what he just said. That is a straight up do what I say or I will force you to do what I say. And if you still don't, I will punish you. Because he wouldn't mention punitive over and over and over again if he wasn't trying to get you to hear that fucking word. Like I said, it's not punitive. It's not punitive. This isn't punitive. I want to welcome you with an open hand, not a closed fist. Excuse me? A closed fist. So what if I'm not compliant? What What's the closed fist going to do? That sounds terrifying. If you own a business in California, you should... Be very – you should have a lot of questions for your governor right now. That is an insane thing for a governor to tell you. Insane. Like that is like, like – let's talk about Tropico earlier. He basically just was like, look, you're going to comply or I'm going to fuck you over. That's what he just said. Oh, I don't want to. I want to do this with, with the form of an open hand. I don't want to do it with the form of a closed fist. Oh, well, that makes me feel great. That makes me just feel so cared about. And in the midst of a crisis, in the midst of an emergency, when I'm worried about 50,000 other things that have nothing to do with the compliance for my business isn't even fucking operating right now. It hasn't been since March. You're going to turn around and tell me, well, I'm going to give you a little handbook that you can go ahead and uh, make sure you comply with so it doesn't have to be punitive. Great. Just add to my stress level. Thanks a lot. It's fucking wonderful. 
It's hard enough to open a damn business again. It's hard enough to go back to work again. And this guy's straight up threatening to hurt you further if you don't comply. In the name of time, I believe is what he said. Oh, this is, we're just dealing with the confines of time. We're just dealing with the confines of timing right now. That's all it is. It's not punitive. It's just, you know, we're in a hurry. So you got to you gotta comply or else, you know, the closed fist comes. What the fuck is that? You want to talk about piss poor leadership? That is insane. That is straight up ruling through fear. You know, that is that is like uh, Ivan the Terrible style leadership, which never lasts, by the way. it's Does it work? Yeah, it works. In the short term, doesn't ever last because everybody hates you. And eventually someone, eventually people stop listening. Eventually people get tired of it. And, uh, man, that should, I mean, I know a lot of people love this guy, but I think it's because they don't understand what he says. And I think because of what he says, he buries it in this, this awful word salad with this beautiful, you know, dressing on it and all these other things. Cause he doesn't want you to think he's sounding, he, he doesn't want you to think he's up there dictating policy. He doesn't want you to think he's up there threatening you. Right. But that is 100% what he's doing. That's all that is. There's no other way to really look at that. Saying, I don't want to have to punish you, so we're going to do this with a form of an open hand, is a backhanded threat to compliance. Right? If you want to be, if you want businesses to really just to comply, why would you not just hear them out? Why, why would you not come at the, like, okay, for example, I'm getting the, the, the body that my company is, uh, um, answers to, I guess I'll say is, is called the PUC, the Public Utilities Commission, right? It's not like they're asking anybody anything. They sent me an email one time about two weeks ago, and it said, hey, we're voting on these bills. We're voting on this bill that has to do with your industry. If you would like to leave a comment, go ahead and respond. Leave a comment as if that has anything to do with fucking anything. I don't get to vote on it. I don't get to, like, make my piece. I just get to email some state email address. is the only way I have to communicate with these fucking people and tell them what I think. And further down in the email, you keep reading. It says, oh, it doesn't matter what you say. We don't have to listen to you. We're going to vote on this day, and we might vote to pass it. We might vote to fail it, or we might vote to vote another time. That's who you're working with. Those are the people giving you the guidebook of compliance, right? Because what he's saying is, we're going to pass laws, and you better fucking get up to speed super fucking fast or else. That's what he's saying. It's a threat. It's gangster shit. And uh, during a time of an alleged crisis where people are freaking out, people are sad, people got a lot more going on than they're not operating business... You know, the last thing they're trying to hear is a threat from the person who's supposed to be leading them through this. Bullshit. Um, that's it for today. Hope you guys have a good week. I'll try to get one out way earlier than this one next time. Um, it's a lot more to talk about now, so I'm looking forward to it, and I'll talk to you guys then. Peace.